Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story shows you how great it is to have a pet and how sad it can be when a pet disappears. While Jenny and her friend Natalie search for clues about what happened to Butterscotch, Jenny learns some important lessons about forgiveness. Chapter 5 The Unforgiving Servant Arf! Arf! Mrs. Wallace looked puzzled. Then her eyes got big. You don't think that's Shorty, do you? Jenny raced to the door. It is Shorty. Shorty, what did you do with my cat? Shorty didn't answer. He just danced around wagging his tail. Well, there you are, Shorty, Mrs. Wallace said. Jenny, get him some of Butterscotch's food to eat. I'll call Dee Dee's mom. Jenny was horrified. Mom, I'm not feeding him Butterscotch's food. It's his fault Butterscotch is gone. Jenny, you can't blame a dog for acting like a dog. It wasn't his fault. Jenny dug in the cupboard for some of her cat's old food. If it isn't Shorty's fault, she muttered, then it's Tevin's fault. Shorty is his dog. She dumped the food into a dish, and it's Dee Dee's fault because she brought him to our house. No one answered at Dee Dee's house, so Mrs. Wallace made Jenny lock Shorty in the garage. We'll take him to Tevin's tomorrow after church. Jenny waited at her window all evening. Maybe Butterscotch has been hiding from Shorty. Maybe she'll come home now. But Butterscotch never appeared. The next morning, Jenny got ready slowly and grumpily. Let's get in the car, her mom called. It's time to go. Jenny gave her hair a quick brush and headed for the door. Today, it didn't matter what she looked like. She just didn't care. Slumped in the corner of her side of the car, she listened while her mother was talking. These people have no home, no nice clothes, nothing, Mrs. Wallace said. They need help. I need help, Jenny thought. I need help finding my cat. I wonder if anyone cares about that. Butterscotch always listened to my problems without complaining or getting bored. Suddenly, Jenny missed her cat more than ever, and the more she thought about it, the more she missed her until finally tears started to trickle down her cheek. She wiped them carefully away so her mother wouldn't see them and asked why she was crying. Jenny slunk into the shoebox as if she was trying to hide, but Maria pounced on her the way Butterscotch used to pounce on grasshoppers. Jenny! "'Sit next to me, okay?' Maria asked. "'All right,' Jenny agreed. She followed Maria and sat beside her. She was careful not to look at Dee Dee, and so she missed the hurt look on Dee Dee's face. "'I'm so excited. Aren't you excited?' Maria said. "'I can't wait for family day.' "'I can,' Jenny muttered. Maria looked surprised. "'You can? Why? Before, you couldn't stop talking about it.' "'That was before Butterscotch disappeared,' Jenny said, trying hard not to cry again. Maria's eyes opened wide in surprise. Your beautiful cat disappeared? How? Did someone catnap her? Jenny shot a mean look toward Dee Dee. No, it was Dee Dee's fault. Her cousin's dog chased Butterscotch away. Now we won't be able to be in the pet show on family day. I, I don't even think I want to go at all now. You can't mean that, Maria said. Jenny stuck her chin out stubbornly. I do, I do mean it. Before Maria could say anything else, Mrs. Shue came in the room and everyone settled down. Mrs. Shue smiled brightly at them. We're going to do a little play acting this morning. Can I have some volunteers? Several hands went up and Mrs. Shue chose Sammy and Dee Dee. Then everyone's hands went down and they sat back to see what was going to happen. Oops, Mrs. Shue said. I need three volunteers. Jenny, would you come up and be our third person? Jenny tried not to groan. She hadn't even had her hand up to be picked in the first place. Besides, Dee Dee was up there and she wasn't even sure she could speak to Dee Dee after what happened. Still, she couldn't disappoint Mrs. Shue. Yes, she said, walking as slowly as she could to the front of the room. Dee Dee gave her a puzzled look but didn't say anything. 
Mrs. Shue handed them each a piece of paper with their lines on it. Sammy, you're the king, she said, and Jenny, you're the first servant. Dee Dee, you play the second servant. Go ahead, Sammy. Sammy cleared his throat, and in his deepest voice he read his lines. I'm the king, and I'm going to settle my accounts. Bring me the man who owes me a bazillion dollars, because I'm going to sell everything he has to pay his debt. Then he frowned. Mrs. Shue, what's a bazillion? Lots and lots, Mrs. Shue replied. Now, Jenny, you read your lines. Oh, no, Jenny read flatly. I don't have a bazillion dollars, but if you'll be patient, I'll pay you everything. Okay, Sammy shrugged. Forget about it. You don't owe me a penny any more. For a second, everyone just stood there. Then Mrs. Shue whispered, Jenny, your turn. Jenny looked at her card and saw that she was supposed to grab Dee Dee by her collar and say her lines. She grabbed her shoulder instead and shook her a little harder than she needed to. You owe me a dollar. Pay up. Dee Dee pulled away from Jenny and rubbed her shoulder. I don't have a dollar, but if you'll be patient with me, I'll pay you everything. No way, Jenny said. Throw her in jail until she pays up. Sammy, would you read the ending? Mrs. Shue asked. The master called the wicked servant and said, I forgave you a bazillion dollars because you asked me to. Shouldn't you also forgive your fellow servant who owed you a dollar? I am sending you to prison until you pay every cent. Can anyone tell me what this lesson means? Mrs. Shue asked the kids. Jenny thought for a minute. Something about that story sounded very familiar. Something sounded a lot like her. Willie raised his hand. Is it that we need to forgive other people their sins because Jesus forgave us our sins, he asked? That's exactly it, Mrs. Shue exclaimed. The bazillion dollars, the big debt, is our sins. The dollar, the little debt, is other people's sins against us. If Jesus forgave us so much, how can we not forgive others? Jenny sat down in her seat slowly. She knew what she had to do, but she was scared to do it. As soon as Sabbath school was over, she made her way over to Dee Dee's chair. Dee Dee was gathering up her things to leave. Jenny cleared her throat. <clears throat> Dee Dee, I want to tell you that I'm sorry. Dee Dee looked up. I noticed that you haven't talked to me all week. I'm really sorry, Jenny said softly. I blamed you for Butterscotch disappearing because Tevin is your cousin and Shorty is his dog. I know it wasn't your fault. Will you forgive me? Dee Dee nodded. Yes, I do. But I'm awful sorry Butterscotch didn't come back. Oh, by the way, Shorty came back. He showed up last night when we were having biscuits for supper. Really? Dee Dee got excited. I can't wait to tell Tevin. She ran off to find her mother. Jenny thought as she walked up the stairs to the sanctuary, maybe Jesus will let Butterscotch come home now that I've apologized to Dee Dee. Maybe that's what he was waiting for. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 3, Jenny's Catnapped Cat, written by Celeste Perino Walker, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.